IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to negotiate with the IRS and stop immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Hey everybody, it's Travis Watkins um, coming to you live here, um, looking maybe a little grungy. Uh, I promise, even though the IRS has been shut down for like a billion days or something like that, I do still work, and uh, I wanted to kind of follow up with you on what we talked about yesterday, <clears throat> which was uh, the various transcripts that the IRS can um and and must give you when you request them properly, either from their website directly or through the uh, Freedom of Information Act request. And kind of tied in to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the IRS's collection statute expiration date, or as we commonly refer to it, uh, in the outside world, the uh, SOL, or statute of limitations, in other words, the last day that the IRS can come after you for a debt. <clears throat> and as we saw from yesterday's video, it's not always easy. <laughs> it's rather complex, actually, to get the proper transcript that will tell you what your collection statute expiration date is. And the only thing that you can draw from that, I guess, is that the IRS doesn't want to make it super easy for you to find out exactly the last day that they can come after you to collect a debt. That's all I can gather from it anyway. So um, if you didn't have a chance to look at yesterday's uh, Facebook Live video, you might want to go check that out because it, it walks you through exactly how to find out the last day that the IRS can come after you. And by the way, all these strategies and um, uh, different information that we're giving you here is available in my book, The Ultimate Survival Guide for IRS Problems, and you can get that at TravisWatkinsBook.com. But uh, anyway, back to what we were talking about here, the uh, the IRS uh, does have some limitations. In other words, they can't come after you for a debt forever. Now, uh, that being said, uh, I get a lot of people that come into my office and they say, for instance, well, um, I haven't filed any taxes since 2008, but uh, there's really no reason to, right? Because, like you say in all these videos, the IRS only has 10 years to come after you, right? The statute of limitations, by the way, is 10 years. And uh, they think, well, since I haven't filed and I've laid low this whole period of time, can't I just, you know, forget about this problem? And the answer to that is probably not because uh, the collection statute expiration date, the CSED, that 10-year statute of limitations for the IRS, does not begin to run against the IRS until you file uh, and the uh, tax has been what they call assessed, or in other words, the IRS has processed the return, they have accepted it as a non-fraudulent return, 
and they have sent you out a bill if you owe on it. So those things are what goes into this assessment date. And so it must be assessed before the CSED statute of limitations begins to run. That's a very important uh, thing to remember when you're trying to calculate your own uh, collection statute expiration date. So uh, just remember, you got to file. They get a fair crack at you, so to speak, um, you know, within that 10-year uh, statute of limitations, which doesn't begin to run because uh, if you don't file, uh, it never runs. So just keep that in mind. Um, as we talked about yesterday, it's displayed prominently on that IMFOLT transcript, MFOLT transcript, which is only available uh, to taxpayers if you make a Freedom of Information Act request. And we showed you yesterday how to do that type of request. Um, I suppose you could also go on the government's, uh, the United States government's FOIA uh, website. I don't have that here in front of me, but you can make different types of FOIA requests directly to the government on the interwebs. And that's the only way that I know of electronically for a taxpayer to make such a FOIA request. But I, I think best practices, the safest route is to go ahead and do a written request for this type of IMFOLT, MFOLT transcript and do that through the mail or by fax or both uh, to, to be safe. And um, it'll be displayed there prominently as the last CSED, last collection statute expiration date. And that, according to the IRS, will be the last day that the IRS can come after you. Now, um, as with everything uh, with... Uh, when you're talking about IRS collection procedures and uh, dealing with the Internal Revenue uh, Service, there are a plethora of <clears throat> exceptions to that 10-year rule. And here's kind of what they are in a nutshell. First of all, bankruptcy. If you take bankruptcy, that will stop the collection statute expiration date from running against the IRS. And uh, what that means is that 10-year period doesn't run at all while your bankruptcy is pending, the whole period that it's pending. Um, and then from the date of discharge, or if it's an approved plan type of bankruptcy, uh, they'll get a little bit of grace period on top of that. So it's like 180 days after they, um, the bankruptcy court wraps up your, your bankruptcy and gives you either a discharge or a confirmed plan. So keep that in mind. Um, if you took bankruptcy, then that's going to stop that collection statute expiration date from running uh, during that period of time. Uh, another exception, I'm reading direct from the uh, Ultimate Survival Guide for IRS Problems right now uh, for these for these uh, exceptions to the rules. So I'm not, uh, I don't have uh, fantastic memory when it comes to these right off the top of my head. But you can get that book uh, directly from TravisWatkinsBook.com. Go there and you can download it directly for free, um, no cost to you. Or if you uh, prefer to have one of those tangible uh, bound books in your hand, uh, fill out the form there and we'll send that to you as well. 
All right, back to the exceptions to the statute of limitations at the IRS. The next one is a request for uh, innocent spouse relief. And we don't have time to go into that whole type of thing right now. But uh, just know that if you are seeking innocent spouse relief with the IRS, the time that you are requesting that um, plus some type of grace period after they either say yes or no on the uh, innocent spouse relief application, that's going to toll or stay or stop the statute of limitations from running against the IRS. Another type of exception is a filed form 911 request. And what that is, like it sounds, 911 is an emergency type application to the IRS, the Taxpayer Advocate Office of the IRS. They're kind of like the public defender for the Internal Revenue Service. They are part of the Internal Revenue Service, but they are tasked more with helping the taxpayer when they can't um, get some type of information for themselves, for instance. There's some type of logjam that um, the IRS has lost something or there's, you know, some type of relief that the that the taxpayer could not otherwise get either on their own or even in some cases with a qualified tax professional such as myself. We have been known to call the taxpayer advocate to break up these log jams. They've just got more computer uh, screens than they can uh, that they can see than uh, your normal taxpayer or even tax uh, professional. But they're a very busy office. They're, they don't take every single case, for instance. But know that when you file a Form 911 with the IRS, that's going to stop your statute of limitations from running. Another one is a collection due process hearing request. What that means is you do get some due process when you owe the IRS, believe it or not. Uh, it's not a court type of due process. It is a administrative hearing. Uh, and they do give those. They give notice for those. You have a very short window. And we'll talk more about those in upcoming uh, videos here. But know that when you ask for a collection due process hearing, you are going to get, uh, they are going, the, the time that that's pending with the IRS, they, uh, that will not run against them for the statute of limitations. Hopefully you're kind of seeing a trend here. Whenever you ask the IRS for anything, in the way of relief, if you're asking them for time, if you're asking them to give you some collection due process, uh, they're always going to get that time that you've made the request, plus the time that it's pending, plus the time that they're thinking about things, uh, plus some uh, amount of grace period, typically 90 to 180 days of grace for themselves from that SOL, from that statute of limitations, collection statute expiration date from running. Uh, again, just clicking down the, uh, the various exceptions here to the IRS's statute of limitations, which is 10 years. And I'm cheating here. I'm, I'm reading direct from, from the ultimate survival guide for IRS problems that, uh, that I wrote a few years ago. And you can pick up a free copy of that at TravisWatkinsBook.com. All right, another type of exception. Uh, pending installment agreement requests. Um, that one is not 
enforced a whole lot because it's kind of a squishy amount of time anyway. If you ask the IRS to give you some type of a payment plan, and, and a lot of times, depending on how much you owe, it's not going to be a, a massive turnaround time for the IRS. They're going to say yes or no, or uh, here's what we would accept kind of a thing. But just know if it's a complicated, complex installment agreement, they're going to get some time to um, uh, that'll be an exception to that 10-year statute of limitations. Um, another one is offers and compromise. Again, anytime that you're asking, uh, anytime that you're asking the IRS for for some type of relief, I see Ryan there. Uh, he, he totally thought, uh, like like a lot of us do, that SOL totally meant something different. I don't know what you were thinking it might meant, but uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the statute of limitations with the IRS. Anyway, uh, offers and compromise, those will stop when you ask them for a offer, for a settlement. And they're going through that. And by the way, those take about six months from the time that you submit it until the time that they dust it off and pick it up and start looking at a settlement offer from you, the Offer and Compromise Program. They get the benefit of all the time that they've, their sweet time that they took to um, to consider it. Plus, I think it's 90 days of additional time, grace period, uh, where that statute of limitations isn't running. Uh, another another kind of important one is continuous absence from the United States for six months or more. In other words, you can't run off to uh, to, to some uh, country uh, outside the United States and uh, and expect for the statute of limitations to just uh, the scoreboard to run out, <laughs> the time clock to run out on the IRS. Uh, they're going to get the benefit of the time that you're out of the United States, plus I believe it's a full 180 days on that one uh, of grace period, that's an exception to the 10-year statute of limitations, or CSED, or SOL, uh, as I say, uh, from running there. Uh, another one is a, the time a statutory notice of deficiency is pending. That's a fancy word for um, a bill that the IRS will send you after an audit. So when they audit you, um, they send out a notice of deficiency there. You also, by the way, get a little bit of time uh, when they send you a notice of deficiency. You'll get some amount of time there, uh, 90 days actually, to um, file a case in the United States tax court. Now, that's something uh, for a completely different day. Um, I don't always, I, I rarely recommend that taxpayers go to United States tax court um, to challenge an audit there because there's so many different administrative things that can be done short of going to court where a lot of folks lose <laughs> after an audit. Uh, but just know that the statute of limitations is not running against the IRS while they're sending you a bill for an audit or a statutory notice of deficiency, they call it. All right. Um, this is, you know, um, a very important piece of information to the puzzle when you're talking about an IRS tax case. Uh, when you when you owe the IRS, you're really going to want to know how long they have to come against you. And again, 
If you haven't watched that video from yesterday about how to make your own Freedom of Information Act request, uh, go back and watch that one because it really shows you how to get that last CSED, that final uh, day that they can come after you for a tax problem, for a tax bill, um, because you, you're going to need to use it strategically. Now, uh, a lot of people will say, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, well, can I just wait this thing out? And sometimes, yes, you can. Sometimes when you, when they only have, you know, six months left, um, I have certainly advised clients, let's do, let's, let's make a, uh, a conscious effort here to certainly watch the file, but uh, we may be able to, to wait out some parts of, uh, you know, some tax years and let them just fall off the face of the earth with the IRS. Because if the IRS didn't collect it within the time that they have to collect it, they are SOL. There is no more chances for them. And if they try to come after you for it, well, then there's some civil penalties that can be assessed against the IRS in court. And again, that's, that's some way outside the scope of what we're talking about here today. But they, long story short, they don't like to uh, pay out damages for coming after somebody after the statute of limitations is run. And if an IRS official is actually assigned to the case and they let the statute of limitations run on this thing, well, it's not good for them. Uh, they uh, probably would lose their job if it was in their queue and they let the statute of limitations just plain run. Um, Again, all these things are, are lined out uh, in some detail, maybe not as much detail as we've talked about here today. In my book, The Ultimate Survival Guide for IRS Problems, you can pick up a free copy at TravisWatkinsBook.com. You can download it directly from there, just print it off and, uh, and, and go after it there. Um, my office does these things, obviously, as well. That's, this is one of the first things that we do when we're dealing with a, uh, a tax problem file is to figure out how long does the IRS uh, have to come after the taxpayer and, and really everything kind of falls in line uh, from there. It's very important for things such as the partial pay installment agreement. That's something very much like the offer and compromise where if the statute of limitations is going to run off there, then um, they may give you an installment agreement instead of an offer and compromise and you just pay um on that uh, installment agreement until the statute runs and then everything uh, that they didn't collect is kind of on them. But that is an actual program. You do have to request it specifically. Uh, it's not just one of those things where you can wait it out and uh, and it falls off, although those are there are times when that can happen. Just make sure that uh, you are getting uh, with a tax professional to uh, look at the statutes of limitations uh, if you have any question about that so that uh, you're not just guessing. And you certainly don't want to, uh, it, it's not a good thing to just 
let it go under the hopes that, well, 10 years has possibly run because, uh, again, it runs from the date that the, the taxes are assessed, not just the date that it would have been due. So if you're making an effort, to, if you're making a strategic decision not to do anything, well, that's one thing, and that's good. And, and if you're close to the statute of limitations and you had a tax professional look at this and, and you all feel comfortable that uh, taking a wait-and-see attitude is, is good, just make sure that it's a strategic and not just a procrastination type of thing. All right. If you need help on any of these things, uh, give us a call right now, 1-800-721-7054, and we'll talk with you about the IRS's 10-year statute of limitations and the exceptions to that. Or you can pick up my book at TravisWatkinsBook.com. Thanks for watching. Have a great day.